The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Well, welcome back to Amen, Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Excited today to jump into a summer in the Psalms. Yes, that's right. For the next uh, two months, actually, about eight weeks, we're going to be walking our way through the book of Psalms. For those of you that are just picking up uh, on listening to the show uh, from being a part of the series, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the show. This is uh, just a little mini podcast uh, that we're going to try to do five days a week or multiple times during the week. I try to make my, I try to under promise and over deliver just in case, but uh, we, we want to regularly update you with Uh, just kind of a companion discussion as you work through this series that we're doing at Freedom Family Church here in Siler City called A Summer in the Psalms. It's prayers and praises for the hills and valleys. Uh, The the book of Psalms, if you've never read it, uh, it's it's an amazing poetic work uh, that can guide you through dealing with some of life's highs and lows uh, and, and the most difficult and most uh, worshipful situations in a way that would bring you closer to God and, and bring him glory. And that's ultimately what we want to do. So we have uh, we have sermons that go on every Sunday. If you don't go to our church, uh, well, one, we'd love to have you every Sunday at 11 o'clock right here at 421 North Holly Avenue in Siler City. Uh, but even if you can't be here in person, uh, I'll put the link in the description below. You can watch any of these sermons that over the next, uh, this past Sundays, as well as the next seven after that, will be kind of guiding you, little, little guideposts in your journey uh, for Psalms. And then they really are meant to either exp- explain further or set up uh, your, your daily readings. And so that's why I'm going to try to do at least uh, four or five of these a week, if I can, uh, to come alongside you during the reading plan. And so uh, if you get off, that's okay. Like I am the king of inconsistency where I'll, I will do it for a little while and then I'll fall off. And, and it's just my personality. I, I rarely do something every day, but I make it, I go back and I make up and I catch up and it's still whether you do it every day at the same time, like clockwork, or you do it in chunks, man, that's better than nothing. Um, and I just want you to continue this journey uh, with us through the book of Psalms. So even if we get done a little early, even if you fall off the, the cart, so to speak, um, you can pick this back up. Also, uh, we do have a workbook, or I don't call it a workbook. I told people Sunday, I was like, it's not like it's your homework, but it's a study book uh, that's available to you. If you don't go to our church and would like a copy of that with the reading plan, and I'll, we'll try to post the reading plan uh, below uh, in the comments to the, the podcast or the description so that you can follow along with us from wherever you are. And so uh, Sunday I set up, and again, I don't want to go too far into it because the video, uh, you can watch the live video as I record this, and then pretty soon the edited sermon-only vid, uh, version will will pop up on our YouTube channel and Facebook page that is also linked below. Um, but I wanted to, uh, to, according to the plan today, you're supposed to read Psalm 1 through 3. Now, these are short psalms here at the beginning. The first two I preached about uh, on Sunday, and they 
they set up the whole book. It was kind of a, an introduction, uh, and it talks about, um, it kind of gives you some themes that you're going to see throughout uh, the book. And we talked about four different types of psalms. You've got psalms of praise that are nothing but whoever's writing that, whether it be David, whether it be one of the other authors of psalms that they pieced together all in one collection, uh, just, just telling everybody how good God is. And I think, by the way, sometimes we, we know it in our minds, or at least we say it with our lips that, oh, God is good, but we don't really, we say it once and then we feel like we don't got to say it again because it's been said. Right, and I think that this is where Psalms is going to help us because it's it helps us to put words to feelings when it comes to worship. God deserves to be worshipped uh, more than anybody else. You can walk around talking about how much you love this show or how great your your honey buddy is, and you and you're talking about your significant other in such a way everybody knows how great they are, but they need to know how great God is to you. And so Psalms help us do that. So we got Psalms of praise. We got Psalms of lament. When it hits the fan, when when you're in not a mountaintop, but a, a valley type season or situation in your life, um, Psalms doesn't doesn't gloss over that. There's a lot of churches, I hate to say this, there's a lot of churches and a lot of forms of Christianity that don't want to be with you in the difficult times. Like they, they'd rather you not talk about it and make everybody else uncomfortable and answer hard questions or even leave those hard questions unanswered because not all of the questions make total sense to us right now. And that leaves kind of a sticky, uncertain feeling. And they don't, <laughs> there's certain Christians that don't like that. Uh, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't serve their purposes very well. The Psalms don't do that. They don't pretend that it's all unicorns and puppy dogs pooping rainbows. It's, there's some tough times that you're going to have to go through. And so Psalms of lament help us do that. You also have Psalms of, uh, well, you've got Psalms that are messianic, right? They're, they're like Jesus. They're, they're, they point to Jesus. Anything messianic means it's kind of a little teaser, a little foreshadowing, a little Easter egg, if you will, pun intended, uh, of, of the Jesus that's to come. Because uh, Psalms were, were, were written before Jesus, but there are messianic uh, Psalms that, that start to tell that story even before Jesus gets there. And then there's the last kind, which is kind of what we're going to, the, the, the one we're going to read today in Psalm 3. It's called an imprecatory Psalm. An imprecatory Psalm is one that says, I need help. And that's what's going on in Psalm 3. It's a short Psalm, so I'm going to go ahead and read it through. Uh, and then we'll talk about uh, what's going on here and what we can pull out of this. Psalm 3 says a Psalm of David. It says, how Lord, he says, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, God will not deliver. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and I sleep and I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, my Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies in the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessings be on your people. Mm. It's one of my uh, psalms that have stuck with me over the years because I, I never heard someone pray the way that David prayed here, right? Um, I, I grew up, I get nothing against my folks or nothing against the church I, I grew up in that certainly had things that I would have done differently, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I never heard someone pray 
without it just being real flowery and just Lord be with everybody. Just be with them. I pray for them and I hope that everything's a-okay, even when there's enemies. And so this imprecatory psalm here, I don't know about you, I can relate to this because I've had enemies. I've had people coming at me. And and listen, the more you live strikingly for Jesus, I'm not saying you should be a jerk. I'm not saying you should stuff your Christianity down everybody's throat, but the more you stand boldly for him and the more you live for him, the more persecution and pushback from a world that's polar opposite you're going to get. And so David, what's going on here is, is David, and this is why it's kind of out of chronological order here. Don't think that, that as David's writing all of this, that this is exactly what happens in his, his story chronologically. This first Psalm of David that we see is actually after he's already king and he's already had kids and he's already been through a lot and and what's happening here and this would be probably this is why I want a a TV series like a like after they're done with the chosen they need to do something on David because his life is crazy and at this point he is actually on the run David and those loyal to him are dealing with an uprising a mutiny from his own son Absalom and so he is dealing with uh, kind of up against the the wall. He's he's been there and done that on the run before, and now he's back. And so he says, "Lord, how many? Like I've got everybody coming at me." And guess what? A lot of people were doubting him, saying God will not deliver him. By the way, have you ever dealt with that? People uh, doubting God even before you get a chance to make up your mind about how you feel about that. And says, "But you, Lord, are shield around me." So he is stating and preaching some truths to himself. He's been there, done that. My glory. The one who lifts my head high, which is just like a way of encouraging, you know, the one who encourages me says, I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. That by, that was a reference to Zion in Israel, the mountain of God says, I, and so he says, I can sleep well because I know God has my back, even though, and by the way, this is how we know if we are in the right spirit or not. I'm not saying we can't be concerned. I'm not saying that we can't be stressed, but some of y'all obviously aren't trusting God because you lose sleep over a lot of stuff, stuff a lot less dangerous than what David was dealing with. There weren't people, there's not people out to actually kill you most likely, but even if there was, you can lay down and you can get a good night's sleep knowing that God is the author of life and death, that God is control and sovereign over all of this. And so that's what he's saying. And then he says, because David knows this, he says, arise. Lord, deliver me. So he's he's asking God. He's call, Even though he knows that God is, is doing his thing, even though he knows that God is his protection, he still asks for his help. He still cries out for him. I think that's a big mistake that some of us make is we say a prayer one time and we think, well, that's well, I don't need to pray anymore about protection because I, I asked 10 years ago for God to be with me. Well, sometimes you're going to have to pray that again. Not that God runs out of gas, not that God isn't with you, but God wants you interacting with him. He loves to hear from his children. And we don't have because we don't ask, according to the Apostle James. And so we have to continually, even though we know, so again, you know, David knows this is true. David knows God can rescue him, and yet he still asks. He still says, Lord, deliver me. Arise, get up, do something about this. And then he's he prays this really cool prayer. He says, strike, strike all my enemies in the jaw. Break their teeth. It's okay for you if someone is a, is a really and truly enemy 
of yours and, and therefore an enemy of God, if you're on God's side, by the way, uh, then you can, you don't have to say, Lord, just bless them. Lord, give them a great day. No, they need to be, a, they need to have a terrible day. They need, they need to get punched in the face, literally or figuratively. It's okay for you to pray that. We need to pray more prayers like that because there are enemies around us in a spiritual sense. And, and we need to pray that God would handle them accordingly. Now you're going, well, what if I, what, what if you become my enemy and uh, I pray for God to punch you in the face? Well, if I'm doing something wrong, he will. If not, don't worry about it. God's not going to do something in just cause he's not, he's not a genie in a bottle. So you telling him, Hey, punch that guy in the face. If, if that guy doesn't deserve it, and it's not the, the right and best and good thing, he won't do it, right? And it says, from the Lord comes my deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. He's like, look, I'm asking you to do this, and I'm acknowledging that you're already there, and you're going to do it, and it's going to be a good thing, and I'm looking forward to that. So that's Psalm 3. I hope you've read one, two, and three, and you revisit that. You take notes on it. You meditate on these things. If you have some some enemy in your life, you have some struggle. Maybe this is a prayer you need to adapt uh, and, and just trust that God will get you out of your situation if he needs you to be. And if you're still in it, then maybe he's got something he's teaching you along the way. All right, we're gonna talk more about uh, Psalms 4 and, and on in our next episode. So share this podcast with anybody you, you think would love to join us on this journey. Uh, let me know what you need. Amen, Ben. Dot com. We'll see you soon.